Welcome to Whole Woman Health. I am your host, Bethany Gadvoice, certified registered yoga teacher. Discover the healer within. We will discuss women's health, all things yoga, self-healing, healthy aging, facing pain, but also what your deepest passions are, what makes your heart beat. Any deep connected topic is on the table of discussion. Join me. Birth Story Healing I experienced a glimpse of how birth could be. It's about time we allow birth to unfold the way it's meant to. This episode is dedicated to both of my sons and the humbling birth lessons we endured. Part 1 Nativus, nativity, birth, to be born. What a phenomenon that we try so hard to grapple with and control in our modern times. Birth cannot be controlled. It takes on its own energy and unfolds how it unfolds no matter how much preparation is done. To this day, in experiencing two births in my lifetime, I now know this well. I have been humbled by my births and recognize it as a sacred, mysterious event that deserves honoring each and every time, no matter the frequency. Bringing new life to the earth is the hardest work of all and is a humbling miracle to behold. The first breath of a brand new energetic being from the unknown to the known, the unseen to the seen, is indescribable. It is a life-altering event that happens all the time, but because something happens all the time does not make it any less special. We have to be careful that the usualness of birth doesn't make it expendable. Birth as Sacred Spirituality I believe due to the spiritual nature of birth that the sacred tends to be suppressed from this passage which allows the process to continue to be pathologized. I believe the reason birth is medicated and medicalized is because of how big it is. The variable of the unknown causes an aversion to allowing. Humans like to know. We like to predict, plot, plan, control. Perhaps if we allowed all births to be the sacred passage they were meant to be, we might learn how to trust ourselves and the human body more and how this could bring change about for the better by beginning at birth. How can this change? Birth requires us to be in our bodies, to face things we have purposely suppressed and buried, to face that which once protected us for so long. Birth brings everything stored in the body and fascia to the surface, Birth causes us to face pain when we aren't ready to or don't know how to. Birth represents the wounds we tried to bury. To genuinely support the rawness of birth, especially for the first time, we need to go back and remember to be in our body, pain and pleasure alike. To trust the process of birth and the unknown. To prepare for both the known and the unknown with ease and grace without fear and control leading the way. 
to know we are bigger than our pain. For a new mother, this takes time and work, but even for subsequent birth, stuff still comes up. This is the work of a lifetime, to connect to our true selves, be connected to nature, and that which is bigger than us, to know and trust we are okay, without falling back to our default patterning during the unknown. The Mother of All Mother Nature, the Divine Mother, whatever higher power, that which is bigger than us, is the source of creation, no matter what you believe in. This is all a form of Mother, the original Creator, Creatress, the energy of creation that birthed us all here. When we, we reject the natural order of creation, we reject our own self. Anytime this is occurring, bubbling under the surface, we unknowingly cause a deeper wound because of disconnection. To accept ourselves in our wholeness means to see, feel, and know the creations of the divine within us, encompassing the presence of all, of pain with joy. There is no with without the other, no light without dark, no feminine without masculine, no life without creation, no birth without death. This lives in us, its life, itself. It just is. I've come to the conclusion that in order to accept and honor our experiences as they are, we need to accept the whole experience, not just the good or right pieces. I've run both of my birth stories through my linear logical mind time and time again, trying to make sense of how things went and the way they went and why, when it ultimately comes down to one of the very first things I learned in yoga training. It just is. It's not good or bad or right or wrong. It just is, and it's all a part of it. It's all the same whole, not these broken down pieces of a bigger picture. It is the bigger picture. So when I think of my births in this light, they were both beautifully what needed to happen. Just as my midwife said, you had a beautiful birth, and I did have a beautiful birth. Both of my births were beautiful, even with the painful parts. Both of my births were beautiful hospital deliveries, and my perceptions and expectations are all there is to contend with. I wouldn't have had a more beautiful birth if only I had delivered at home or if only I hadn't received an epidural, or if only, if only, if only. My heart is full and whole, waiting for my mind to align with it. So, honor the experiences you've been through, if they are perceived as painful and have left their mark and are viewed as a wound, so be it. On the other side of healing, there is allowing or not allowing. And so with this, we come full circle. On the other side of birthing is allowing. As another midwife that was present for the home part of my birth wrote in a post recently, it inspired the language I could finally put to my feelings. Allow the hospital birth, allow the home birth, allow the epidural, allow the cesarean birth, allow the medication-free delivery, or breathing your baby out, pushing your baby out, or the support of midwives and or doula, or the support of medical staff, IV fluids, 
or even free birth, whatever it may be. Allow the fear to come up and then let it go. Allow yourself to feel safe and vulnerable. Allow the lessons to come through. Allow whatever it is to take you through to the other side. The only thing you should be wary of allowing is anything that could physically hurt you or your baby. Do not allow anything that will violate your soul. If something occurs that you maybe would not have chosen and it played out that way, allow healing energy to take care of you when you are ready. Allow yourself to grieve the way it played out in your head if it was different than the outcome. What I believe was missing from my healing from my first birth is all of this. That it was okay how it played out since I could not change it. And to not get hung up on how I wished it had been different and on and on and on. Unfortunately, I felt that I needed this birth to go perfectly in order to heal my first. And that is not how healing works. We heal in the presence of pain and imperfection. Maybe this was the lesson for me this time. Take what you need and leave the rest. And now I'll read an excerpt from the Birthing from Within book while I introduce my birth story. Labor and birth unfold within a complex and infinite web spun by the mother and by everyone who has ever taught her about mothering, birth, sexuality, pain, control, and surrender. All the people at her birth helped spin the web with threads from their histories, beliefs, experiences, fears, and recent birth experiences that they have witnessed which empowered or terrified them. So he began to come on the evening of June 14th. That is when the full strawberry moon was that evening. And things started and progressed kind of typically, I guess, nothing alarming. At first, we weren't sure if it was real labor or not, but it ended up being so. The cascade of hormones kicked in. I actually became nauseous and threw up. And this is something I hadn't experienced with my first. So it, you know, began to happen as nature would intend and without being medicated so soon as I was from my first. So things progressed. I was trying to get in a somewhat more comfortable position which I know labor it's not meant to be comfortable that's why it's called labor you know but I thought with all the movement I could do and walking around you know getting in the birth tub anything I could try that I might find something that would feel a little better than other positions but it really wasn't happening that way I did have an inclination to kind of lean back which I know you know, it doesn't make the most sense for getting the baby down and out, but initially that's what my body wanted to do. So positioning could have been somewhat of um, a factor from the beginning. But either way, we had the birth tub 
going. We had a little bit of complication with the tub itself. It kept re requiring to be refilled. So that was like another little just annoyance. But we dealt with it. And, you know, I had support to ride through sensation in the tub and kind of save my energy best I could while I was in the tub. So riding through the sensation in a more restful way if possible that was the goal and surprisingly you know things were happening and I got to a point where I felt like I wanted to push and I do remember that feeling from my first and even though it still is a ways off it was the next stage um beginning of the next stage and so the midwife's you know, kind of got everything ready. We decided to get out of the birth tub. Well, I tried a few positions in there first just to see if things would happen, but it didn't seem like it was quite going that way. So we got out of the birth tub. Well, I got out of the birth tub and tried some positioning for pushing, you know, pretty much everything, which home births are known for. They'll try all sorts of things um, and it was kind of like a side lying back lying but moving way that seemed to work the best to try to get him down more and it, it was happening you know he started to descend and my husband even saw his head and hair like everyone knew he had dark hair he was coming down it was very close at one point where even the blankets and towels and gloves were getting ready and then things shifted so this was uh, you know 12 to 5 a.m say things were kind of going smoothly and progressing and then there was uh, you know a sequence of events that kind of led up to what took place next but it pretty much came down to positioning the baby's position and I began to decline and become depleted so I got up to go to the restroom. We, we thought maybe gravity would help help him descend more or just change things up a bit. And then when I came back, unfortunately, he had sort of gone back up the birth canal and settled right in my butt sacrum area. And it, it just felt so tight, like his, he wasn't budging. Um, and he was pressing enough on my organs where I couldn't pee on my own. So two things really changed, you know, our outcome. I couldn't pee on my own. We did use a catheter and that was helpful. And then we couldn't get the IVs hooked up. So I was becoming dehydrated and depleted and I needed fluids. And for whatever reason, if it was, you know, just the state I was in, the condition of my veins at that point, or the equipment, it just wasn't working. So that's kind of when I knew I had to make a decision. But I do know we tried literally everything, you know, I was laboring in my regular tub after that, in my shower, on my bed, like we were all over the house pretty much. And the midwife did everything she could think of. We tried different positioning. I was really um, low energy, so I couldn't do a lot physically and hyperventilating at that point. So there wasn't much I could really do physically anymore. I needed to kind of get re-energized. So either way, 
the next thing that what took place next was really pretty smooth considering the state I was beginning to get in my midwife lined everything up with UMass and the hospital ride was the only really uncomfortable part but after 15-20 minutes once we were there it was a quick ER in a wheelchair entrance and they got me right in they saw I was visibly distressed and they hooked me up to an IV right away. They got the epidural as quickly as they could, which I think was probably one of the quickest that I, I mean, that I experienced, but probably from what I've heard many stories, it was within like 30 to 45 minutes. So once I got the IV and the fluids going and the epidural kicked in, I could stabilize and this made all the difference. And my you know, breathing returned, my nervous system kind of settled, my muscles was were able to relax again, and that the pain I was feeling for the past, you know, like two hours or so changed drastically. So they wanted me to begin pushing again after a little bit of rest, because I was still kind of worried and saying, I can't push again, you know, after pushing for hours, you just feel like you can't do it anymore. But they were like, well, we got to try something or, you know, there's not many other options or alternatives. So at one fifteen, they said, let's let's begin. And I said, OK, let's go for it. They guided me and coached me through it. And by one forty two, you know, 25 minutes or so, six pushes later and here he is. And it was incredible because I had done all the work at home and because of doing all that work, it, it made the hospital piece so much easier this time around. And not like any of it was easy or should be easy, but it was just cr crazy to me because the hospital delivery from my first was so challenging and, um, you know, left such a mark and scar on me that that's part of why I chosen to plan a home birth so that I didn't have to go through it in that way again. But ultimately, I went through it in a different way. And I will say the home birth piece that I experienced is the glimpse that I had of how it can be. And But no, now knowing that it is possible is still an incredible way of bringing new life into the world. And an, an incredible option that everyone should at least consider or explore or talk to people about just to know or at least the laboring piece could be done at home to make the the delivery piece possibly easier it, it's really hard to say like I said it's a mystery and it's humbled me yet again so I don't have the answers that I thought I did during pregnancy <laughs> um so yeah, that's what ended up happening with this birth and I just had to learn and realize that, you know, it's going to happen the way it's going to happen and there's literally no way to control it. It's just more of like, how do you open to it and allow what what you feel safe allowing and not allowing things that you definitely don't want to happen or say no to the things that you don't want and then 
ultimately what ends up unfolding and there are going to be pieces and parts to it even though I'm trying to embrace it as this whole but there will be pieces and parts that you have to allow healing and I think this time around I was able to do that much more quickly because with my first it took me years to heal that so yeah it's been quite the journey and lessons learned and now looking back I can truly say that we had the best of both worlds with this birth being both home birth and hospital and for our situation it was exactly what we needed so in doing this podcast and sharing you know my experience which ended up being amazing overall and I'm truly grateful for it I continue to bring awareness to those who may not know about other choices or just to remind people to explore and research and find out all the birth options out there because birth trauma is real there's still a lot of obstetric violence in the birth world you know in um, medical settings and it would just be nice if everyone could birth the way that they want to so that's the goal in sharing and letting others have a voice to share their stories as well so if you or someone you know would like to share your home birth story or whatever kind of birth story for birth story healing then I would love to hear from you please reach out I can be reached at bethanyjewelyoga at gmail.com that's jewel with two l's and my website is the same, bethanyjewelyoga.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Whole Woman Health, please leave feedback. I hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening.